This podcast is a Pardes Bible Raps co-production, written and performed by Bible Raps. For more online learning, visit www.elmad.pardes.org. But I think humanity now, with the memory of this flood, is, must be saying, well, we don't want that to happen again. So the only solution to that would be total unity, right? Diversity and individualism only leads to uh, fighting and uh, mm-hmm. abuse. So the way we're going to solve that is we're going to make a name for ourselves, one name for all of us, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and we're not going to give in to that desire to be scattered. Mm-hmm. We're going to hold this all together because that's the only way we can avoid the other problems, but then, so they develop a new mm-hmm. problem, this, this sameness, this lack of diversity, this, right. this, you know, you almost feel like this mindless devotion to this building project that doesn't seem to have a real reason. Sector A is great and Sector B is looking lovely, and K can't wait to contemplate with a falcon and a dove sea. That freak anticipates the taste of the clouds that are so fluffy, and who is chasing whom the sun or moon? Well, now we shall see. His reason seems to be, we're going to build this tower and city so that way we can all build a tower and a city together. Right, right, right. Build that wall. So it's a project without, for sake of unity, um, but no other end. It seems. Is there, what are, are there, do the sages or rabbis give other, what are some other reasons why the, bat, the tower was built? According to the rabbi. Well, there's this midrash that says they want to actually climb up into the heaven and fight God. Our fate will change when we rearrange our name in astrology. Bring your bow and arrow, we'll surely go angel hunting. We'd rather slip the tip of brick. The tower is so lovely. We'll look down at God's crown, resound. There is no one above me. Which also makes sense after this flood, right? You killed us. Right. Maybe the only way we can feel safe is we try to kill you first. So we're going to build this tower into the heaven and bring our bows and arrows and our spears and our swords. And we're going to go up there and take you on. Right. We're not going to wait for you to drown us. Right, right. We're going to fight you on your turf. Preemptive and, and, strike. Yeah, preemptive yeah. strike. That's exactly. Yeah. So on that level, uh, it's, it's seen as this rebellion against God. But mm-hmm. I don't think the text supports that so much. I mean, it depends. You know, God looks at what they've done and says, if this is what they've begun to do, then, you know, anything they plan will be within their grasp. It doesn't sound like he's saying they're going to rebel. I feel like he's saying they're going to fall in love with their success in this type of living because it is seems to be conflict-free. One of the great sins of contemporary education is to give the impression we can solve all problems. But there are no problems. But but there's a price. If there's no conflict, go back to what's a chavruta without disagreement? Mm-hmm. Right. Then you get uh, you get bored. You get someone who is a yes man to saying yes to everything you had, like Rish Lakish and, and Rav Yochanan. After Rish Lakish died, Rav Yochanan got a new chavruta who just agreed and supported everything he said, and he went crazy. He's like, get out of here. I want someone to challenge me. There's nothing my wife hates more than when she thinks I'm agreeing to something she's saying without even thinking about it. Is that right? Yeah, she drives her nuts. My wife loves that. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She's like, oh, if only that would happen. Exactly. Disagree with me. Stop. Right. Mine, no, because she's on to me. She knows I'm just saying yes. Because yeah. I just want peace. Yeah. And she's like, that is so inauthentic. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm like, I know, but I'm so tired. I know. 
Yeah, subsuming your individuality for so there, there's yeah. there's another angle that the rabbis take, which is kind of um, human preservation of perhaps the world is going to be destroyed again. Perhaps this flood wasn't one of a kind, but this is something that happens every you know thousand plus years, or to be more exact, I think it's uh, every sixteen hundred and fifty six years, mm-hmm. um, and. At the beginning of the world, you don't know what happens once and what is part of a cycle. Uh, and these people are worried that the world is going to flood again. And they are trying to build a better infrastructure mm-hmm. to make sure that the world will not collapse the next time. And this could be seen, you know, on the one hand, it's kind of very simple. But it could also, if, if this is part of a natural cycle, then that too could be seen as rebellion against, right, we're trying to overcome... Uh, and, and exert our own power on the natural way of the world. Mm-hmm. And there's Midrashim that say this group was a one of four groups building similar towers in the four corners of the world. Oh, really? This is the east. This is the group that came into the east. Um, but that there were four of these to to really make it like actual yeah. like supports of a foundation. Um, That's tight. Yeah. I don't know That's pretty know. cool. What? Yeah, like they're building like. We're building a platform, uh-huh, right. right? Which, in in terms of uh, unity, to seeing, right, we we're very much focused on the story of the Tower of Babel as as an in-store story, but to imagine that this is repeated in three other places exactly right. the same way takes this idea of, of unity and and brings it to a, a global mm-hmm. level instead of just mm-hmm. this one city. Well, look, we're trying to figure out how to be righteous. So model one is to build an ark and withdraw and uh, mm-hmm. save myself because the interaction, I'm just going to go down with these other people. And, and option number two is the way we'll just all be the same and then conflict will go away and our righteousness won't be tested. Mm-hmm. Right? There'll be no temptation. Because there'll be no conflict. Mm-hmm. There'll be no difficulty. There'll we'll be just, no me, really. Right. Yeah. And without me, I don't need to be righteous because there's really no me yeah. to, that I have to work on. It's not I-centered because there's no I. There's anymore. no I. So yeah. therefore, we've, we've now tried two plans. Right. And neither plan works out. Now, my understanding isn't the commentary about how God didn't destroy Babel because they were unified. So they're... They were good to each other. They were right? good to and each God other. God prefers, it says that idolatrous people who are kind to each other than people who are not, who are monotheistic, right. but harm each other. Wow. Yeah. Huh. That's brought in Midrash Rabbah. Rebbe Yomer, Gadol HaShalom, Shafilu Yisrael Ovdim Avodat Kochavim, Shalom Beneihem, Amar HaMakom, Kviyachol, Eini Yachol Yishlot Behem. He fits up his meats, I pose a beast that flees a gargon. People are united and peace is between them, even if they go so far as to worship idolatry, uh, God won't destroy them because peace is between them. Mm-hmm. And that's how great peace is. Befriend an enemy that was a homie just like last year. So it seems just if you're trying to figure out what God wants from humans which may be the definition of righteousness, God does favor a peaceful coexistence. However, that the peaceful coexistence is not on behalf of a giant building project. That erases all individuality.
We'd rather slip the tip or break the tower is so I mean, God is being tough, right? Because, you know, I, it's funny. I see myself attracted to the extremes. It comes back to what you said. I'm an, I guess I am an extremist, right? I'm both attracted to this solitary withdrawal. Mm-hmm. It feels calm. And I'm also attracted to this utter peacefulness of total lack of conflict because it feels calm. Mm-hmm. And here God comes along and he's, he's challenging us to do something that is is so difficult to... Uh, express our individuality and our uniqueness, but do it in a way that still embraces and is kind and is peaceful and working with other people. But isn't calm. But well, it, how can it be calm? Right, I, right, I think because yeah. you're struggling right. all the time. Sure. You know, the Bible is telling us to struggle. And my natural inclination, I want to be on the couch of life. There is no peace till the gods compete till you're on your knees like a couch of life. Right. And yeah. God is like, no, no, you have to be on a treadmill at a really high incline. Right. So I think that this might be hitting on another really important piece of what it is to be a tzaddik. Um, in that the rabbis say there is no rest for the righteous in this world. Um, that any time that, that the righteous person seems like they're at a nice resting point, something else is going to happen. Um, which is the story of, of Jacob. Um, where he gets to finally a resting point, and then you know, and then uh, the next story happens where the, with his daughter uh, Dina. Um, but that the purpose, perhaps, then of a tzaddik is to always be engaged in making things better. And when we're looking for the kind of person to lead a people, we need someone who can take initiative and argue and stand up for others and uh, and fight wars, and fight war, you know, and give out blessings and argue and with God, argue with God, and sacrifice his son and do a lot of crazy mm. stuff. I bet you are just joking and teasing and probably kidding too, but I'm the waiter taking orders. Why should I be tipping you, God? This is odd. Ah, this is God It's like I wanna sing the chorus You just wanna cut me It's like I wanna sing the chorus You just wanna cut me It's like I wanna sing the chorus You just wanna cut me Brismila And circumcised himself at the age of 100 Also, yeah he did it to himself, which is, you know, that's... There's no anesthetic back then, I just want to point out. And he did it with, like, a, a rock, yeah, a piece of flint, flint rock, So, yeah. you know. He did it to himself and his kids. <laughs> yeah, well, that kid's yeah. I left my mom and daddy, too. I did it on behalf of you. But when I left my family, you said nothing of the family jewels. I traveled many miles to Canaan, the land it didn't do. Traveled many miles to Egypt, so what's an inch or two? Just- what are the ten trials of Abraham? Uh, so following, like leaving his homeland, right. leaving his father's house, uh, his wife being uh, barren, uh-huh. uh, Lot's uh, fam- fighting with him and, and leaving him behind. Uh, I guess going off to fight the war of the the four kings versus the five kings. I think I'm kind of losing. You know, there's an interesting debate sure. whether it's relevant to this week's parasha that not being able to bury his wife. Uh huh is seen also as, according to some, like, one really? of the trials. Yeah, because he's oh. been promised this land, and yet he doesn't have any space that he can call his own where he can bury uh-huh. her. Wow. 
So it is, it is interesting to see the first models of Noah, this withdrawn figure, Babel guys who are like completely uh, have no individuality. And then the next person is not Abraham. It's just such an uptick in individuality uh, and conflict and in the worldness. And yet he's all about the future, right? What's the reason I respect Avraham so much, like, you know, Maimonides had, even though he said Moses was the greatest prophet, the verse of Avraham, you know, being out there and, and, and calling on God's name, the Rambam put that at the front of every book he wrote. His image of Avram as the educator, teaching people mm-hmm. out there monotheism, I think for Rambam, Avram is his hero. Mm-hmm. And I think what's heroic is that, uh, for me, Avram really lives with the idea of a deferred uh, reward, right? He's promised all these things, mm-hmm. and he's willing, right, to, to sacrifice and to work for the sake of children he's never going to meet. Mm-hmm. One day you'll see Like the sand surrounding the sea Like the stars light up eternity Such a people will come from your sea Never going to meet. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the balance between, on the one hand, he is this rugged, countercultural individualist who's going against every grain, mm-hmm. right? Doing his own thing and trying to calling out on God when no one else around him is doing that. Mm-hmm. But he's doing it for the sake of this of a nation. Mm-hmm. He's not doing it for himself. Mm-hmm. He, he wants right. to build mm-hmm. a nation. So is so is that what of so we're, we're, we're interestingly we're using this word build for Noah who built a boat or or like a monastery, I guess. Um uh the Babylonians, or the people from Babel, who built the tower, but that wasn't where it's at, apparently. And now we have Abraham, who built, who's building a nation, and is this, and that's a legacy. Yeah, so this seems to be like what the righteous person, what, I I, I guess, you know, okay, we, we found out from Babel that God likes peace and coexistence, okay, we found out from, um, but... What, what's the point of righteousness? Like, what is the end game? You have peace for what? I think peace is... Peace, when it's bought at the price of sameness or right, oppression, yeah. is not peace. But the idea of peace is a type of wholeness where each of us, as individuals, contribute to this big picture. Mm-hmm. I think that that is mm-hmm. what we're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Avram is meant to be a role model for making that happen. Because, mm-hmm. you know, God says, I chose him. I'm going to include him in what I'm doing because I know that he will teach his children Sedek and Mishpah. Which is interesting. Noah is described as an Ish Tzadik, mm-hmm. and Avram's described as someone who will teach his children about Sedek and Mishpah. And maybe that's more important. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's more important to be someone who can pass it on than someone who sort of embodies it for himself in the moment. But mm-hmm. doesn't pass it on. Doesn't pass right, it on. Right. Yeah. And the rabbis also say, Ein kli machzik bracha keshalom. There is no vessel that can hold blessings like peace. 
Mm. So, right, right, right. So it's like a precursor for... So we need, we need peace. And, and the kind of peace that you're talking about, Sui, the kind of peace that does not come from oppressing others or from squelching the individuality. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have that kind of peace, and you kind of have, when you have that kind of wholeness of self and of society, then this can be a place where blessings can really thrive and we can right. create a, a vibrant and holy society. Mm-hmm. Make some noise for a vibrant and holy society. I'm ready. Yes, I'd like to, I'd like to go live there. I'm a Bible rapper, yes I'm a Bible rapper, reporting to you live, I'm here with the project's master. What started as laughter has turned into disaster. Great and Sector B is looking lovely And K can't wait to contemplate with a falcon and a dove see Fat Frank anticipates the taste of the clouds that are so fluffy And who is chasing whom the sun or moon? Well now we shall see Our fate will change when we rearrange our name in astrology Bring your bow and arrow, we'll surely go angel hunting We'd rather slip the tip or break the tower is so lovely We'll look down at God's crown, resound There is no one above me I'm a Bible rapper, yes I'm a Bible rapper Reporting to you He wants jockets with his coffee And in his toxic pockets is a chocolate that is walking To a spotted cottage where awaits the god of toffee Who made a vomit omelet that I ate with a stock of broccoli And holy moly, I hold a bowl of guacamole molding That is throwing rocks at hip-hop cops that want to be all-knowing And an angel made of angles wrangles with the angels snowing It's overcast to spell the wishing well is overflowing but you see, one of the great sins of contemporary education is to give the impression you can solve all problems. But there are no problems. Actually, the greatness of man is that he faces problems. I'm a Bible rapper, yes, I'm a Bible rapper. Reporting to you, I'm here with the project's master. What started as laughter has turned into disaster. He fits up his meats, I pose a beast that flees a gargon. G-Sec, geezer, goods, go, go, go. Reason on Argon, peace at meager mall. Ah, ah, I mean on Sarzon. Please a scissor, dither, wither, e'en or feast on parpon. In a wither, misser, one of a D on larvon. Each an eager, beager, but ah, for the loot need Argon. Devourin, but ah, we'll shake our name to notch one. <laughs> disaster, disaster, bricks in your pastures. Befriend an enemy that was a homie just like last year. Cut a centipede and watch it bleed. Now you run faster. Shook by a look that you took in a book that just a stranded chapter. Numbers be believing that there's even ever after. Commanding is both damning and demanding it don't matter. Blessing ends with sin and then the sin begins with blessing. Some things are never lasting here and never after.
believe in monopoly. I think God loves all men and has given many nations, has given all men an awareness of his greatness and of his love. And God is to be found in many hearts all over the world, not limited to one nation or to one people, to one religion. But I have to understand again to come back to the problem of uniqueness. Thank you for listening to this Pardes Bible Raps co-production, written and performed by Bible Raps. For more online learning, visit www.elmad.pardes.org.